With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Tuesday. Dan Patrick Show here. Fox Sports Radio. He's Kelvin Washington. I'm Jonas Knox. In for Dan Patrick and the guys. You can obviously listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. And if you are listening or taking part on one of our hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates all across the country, we appreciate you doing so. The NBA playoffs. I don't know. Would you consider this the playoffs starting later tonight? They got to figure this out, Jonas, because like something. You read and it's it's like the NBA playoffs are here. Yeah. Well, sort of playing playoff play some they're playing. It's like, all right, what are we doing here? So I I I guess because technically it is post regular season. Yeah, that's true. But I remember their first year doing this, they were saying technically, like the for instance, statistics and things like that, they will not count for playoffs. This will just literally be considered play in. They gotta figure this that part of it out. Yeah. I mean, because it's either it's postseason or it's not. You know yeah. what I mean? It can't be like postseason ish, postseason light. So they got to figure that out. I, I think they need to just consider it postseason. So we've got the Hawks and the Heat coming up later on tonight. I think everybody looks at that. That's the 7-8 matchup in the East. And then you've got the T-Wolves and the Lakers, the 7-8 matchup in the West. Uh, obviously, the situation for the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young. There's been some speculation that he could be gone and dealt in the offseason, that things are just not going well there. We talked about that earlier. Also talked about the Timberwolves and the Lakers, uh, the Lakers being one of the scarier teams in the Western Conference, them and Phoenix probably high atop that list. And then the Minnesota Timberwolves who just decided you know, last game of the year, let's just start hitting things. You know, why not? <laughs> Teammates, walls. Everything but shots. Yeah, like let's just go ahead, you know, and, and just start punching things. I haven't even gotten enough guts or courage to reach out and ask uh, uh, one of our bosses here, Scott Shapiro. He's yeah. min- Mr. Minnesota through and through. Uh, I have not gotten the courage to reach out and ask him whether or not he will be partaking that game in person. Uh, later on tonight interesting point because i mean that doesn't feel like it's going to go all that well for minnesota but that is your 7-8 matchup and then you've obviously got the matchups coming up tomorrow which are the 9-10 so the way this works the loser of the 7-8 matchup will be playing the winner of the 9-10 matchup so in the east that's the bulls and the raptors and then in the west you've got the thunder and the pelicans there's a lot going on there it's very confusing a lot of movement a lot of things that are happening all over the place when it comes to the nba and this is what i would i would like to throw out 
about just an idea. All right, it's a little bit of a throwback, and you tell me where this lands for you, Calvin Washington. Mm -hmm. And I want to preface this by saying I acknowledge there's zero chance of this actually happening. But if you're the NBA, you need to bring back the five-game series to start off the opening round. You got to bring back the five-game series. I know you don't want to lose playoff games. I know nobody wants to give up that revenue. I understand how much money's involved. I get all that TV contracts, et cetera, et cetera. But the way I look at it, the problem with the NBA playoffs and and whatever the hell the play-in tournament is, you can keep that. It's a little rinky-dink to me. It feels a little gimmicky. But at least in the five-game, if you lost game one of the series – all of a sudden, things changed. Like, if, if a lower-seeded team, and we've seen an 8-seed beat a 1 in Game 1 of the series, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they got 1, but then you just blow them out the next four games. If all of a sudden you can create a sense of urgency, and you don't have to go to a single-game elimination like the NFL or like college basketball, but if you just created a little bit of a sense of urgency, I think you would impact how people would feel about the start of the NBA playoffs, whatever you consider that being, whether it's the play-in or the actual one through eight matchups. I just think they need to bring back the five-game series. Well, a couple, a couple of things to, to add to that. I'm not even sure I like the 9-10. Let me phrase that. I don't like the seventh seed in a conference having to play in a play-in. I could understand if it right. were the top seven teams go to the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it needs to be the 8-9 battle for eight if okay. you want to do that. Why am I the seven team if you're the Golden State Warriors a couple years ago, they lost to the, the, the Lakers? Yep. Why do I have to you know now play an extra game and put myself through that? I fought hard to be a top seven of the eight teams. Yeah. So I'm not, I've never been a fan of that. The play-in is fine. Again, it's cute, right? As you mentioned, gimmicky. You always try to add something. I think you should always in life, right? You try to add something fresh, new. Not mad at that, especially this is a business. Sometimes we forget that. But the idea that I'm the seventh seed of an uh, out of eight, not even the last, and I could potentially be knocked out randomly in this play-in, I'm not a fan of that. I don't mind an 8-9 battling or if 8-9-10 have to do some type of tournament, fine. That's just one thing there. We put that there. Um I get you. I'm down with the five, the, the five games uh, because it just it, it sent a sense of urgency, and it was early, and it felt like a, a build up momentum to where the you know the series matter. I don't want to say they matter more and more. Obviously, you want to win every one. Yeah. But they start to get some more. You know, this is bigger because it's seven. Maybe you do five, five, seven, seven, um, and build that sense of urgency. But as they say, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Ain't no putting that back. Because no. when you get a bunch of billionaires, you know what a bunch of billionaires like more than anything? More billions. And so they are not going to want to lose games. It's the NFL adding games and you know doing all this like you're making sense. And that's a problem, Jonas. Nobody makes sense. <laughs> the that, only yeah, thing that it, matters is money. And so they're like, we ain't going back to that. Uh, but one thing that will that will the cures all is 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 high entertaining great game so if it ends up being the first round is, is is a battle if it's if it's um the Grizzlies and the Lakers are going at it in a six seven game amazing series you know what I mean we'll forget about it we'll say man what a series that was yeah and I just I look at the NBA playoffs and I go there's too many times you'll you'll be watching a playoff game and a team will be down 15 16 points and they're like Eh, screw it. It's just one. You know, we got another five to play with. And it just ends up being a wipeout. And, like, you see too many times there's this up and down swing of emotions. One team looks great, and then they go on the road. And it's just like you almost get certain teams who are up 3-2, and they'll get to a game six, and they'll get down early and just say, all right, everybody just pull back. We'll go go to game seven. (laughs) 
that to me just doesn't doesn't sit well. Like I, I, and maybe we're just spoiled because we, you know, come off an NCAA tournament where you see crazy upsets and team making deep runs. Especially this year, you had Florida Atlantic and and no one seeds and all that. And so maybe we're a little bit spoiled in that regard. And I do acknowledge. Look, in the NBA, which is different than every other sport, almost. The best team wins every single time yeah. because you got to beat a team over and over and over again to where in the NFL, you can talk about, you know, just go back to the Super Bowl. We mentioned, you know, the uh, Matt Stafford and the Detroit Rams winning a Super Bowl because <laughs> you have now fallen back in love with the Detroit Lions. We've just learned that here on the show. So when you look at that, you go, all right, well, let's go back to that Super Bowl year. I mean, if we're going to be truthful about it. Like Green Bay was the best team in the NFC all year. They had home field, but then they fell apart on special teams and couldn't get anything going on offense, and they lost to San Francisco. And that's why the Niners ended up at L.A. and why the Rams are hosting the NFC championship game. Otherwise, if it was the best team, it would have been Green Bay. But in the NFL, because it's a one-and-done almost, or a one-and-done basically when it comes to the postseason – you have that one bad game and it's over. In the NBA, you have a partial bad game and you're like, everybody sit down, we'll wait till next game. And that, I, to me, that that's never landed right. It just feels like there's too many swings of emotion during the course of a series. Well, I mean, I, the, thing, the thing I do like about it is you're looking at ultimately a team that you can say, well, yeah, they deserved it. I do like that, right? Well, you don't say it was a fluke, aside from injuries, where you actually can say the best team won. You know, the Warriors were the best team, or hey, uh, the, the Spurs that year were the best team, or Giannis a couple of years ago. So that, to me, at least I can walk away as a fan and say, that I feel better that the best team won. Don't That's not get started in baseball, where it is super fluky. You're like, I don't know where the, the Royals, where they come from. Like, oh, what the, yeah, yeah. like, you know, baseball, you never know who's going to be the best team last year was the Dodgers, right? And yep. you're like, all right, they should, here we go. They're, and then they're out early. And you're like, wait, they didn't even like get to the World Series. Yeah, the and, wild and card, lose. all yeah. of that. So, so at least with the NBA, I can at least say, to your point, it, as a fan, you can walk away, unless you're a fan of the team who lost in the finals, right? You're always going to, man, we right there. But for most of us, we can walk away and say the best team won. And I think that's kind of a good thing where, at least you can say this is the model we made. We we got the right players, the right coach, the right mix, the right unit. Everything worked, and we won. Uh, and but one thing I also love about the NBA Finals or the playoffs, they usually you earn your stripes. Yeah, you you're the go you're the, the Jordan, right? He had the hot flashy things. Players putting up sixty three against the Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah, but he didn't yeah. win a game. You know, uh, he's the flag. Got the great shoes. Yeah, but he can beat down by the Pistons. Yeah, there it is. You got to earn it, man. That's I why. Love... Look at you, Detroit. Stand up. <laughs> That's a real Pistons fan, there, Joel. He's not like you. You come and go. Listen. Oh, that's is that your thing, Joel? The Pistons. Oh no, you I ride with the Pistons. Oh no, all you don't. Come through. on, Joel. We're in Bahamas right now, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> what, do want, what do you want, <laughs> man? We a big time. We have bought real estate in the Bahamas. But we might sell it though. We got some young with Kay Cunningham, and, uh, and we want and, the seven footer though. We want the seven foot ball. Yeah. What is it? What we got? We got. He got to get a nickname. Guantanamo Bay, Win Winnie Bay, yeah. Winnipeg, Winnipeg. What's his Win, name? Winnebago. Winnebago. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Wanna be wanna play though? Wanna yeah. play though? That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> that man shot a three pointer, missed it, and tip dunked it, y'all. I have never in my life seen that except Glide me on my, my I can tyke whatever little kid rim for my daughters. Oh, yeah. You got one of those? Yeah. Well, I got a real rim, too. Because my, my little six-year-old, we might be going some places. I prefer tennis. But, uh, yeah, she's one of those people. Remember I said Bryce Young earlier when you just look and you go, oh, they got it? 
Yeah. Shout out to Lil Kenny, my there baby. You, go. you look, I'm like, oh yeah. See, are you a father? Yeah. Okay, then you get this. It's the funniest thing because you, you're taught don't judge your kid based off other kids, right? Whether educationally, academically, or uh, sports-wise, physically, all that. You just, hey, your kid is your kid is your kid. Even you, if you have multiple kids, right? You don't want to, well, she did this faster than she did. That. You don't want to do that. It's hard, but you don't want to do that. But the best part about it is when you're out and about, like, I remember she started playing soccer like three, like, you know, just really out there kicking the ball. But she was kind of good. And it wasn't as if I was Pele's nephew or something. I don't know. She was just kind of good. I played a little bit back in my day. But I didn't. I wasn't teaching her like that. She just liked to kick at the ball, as she would say at that time. And I remember parents would mosey on her. Hadn't said anything the first two weeks or anything. They both. <laughs> so how long she been playing? Like they need to justify <laughs> why your daughter's good. How long she been playing? Yeah. Oh yeah. So she's uh, been on this team before. You're like, no, this is her first two weeks. It's like your daughter. She's <laughs> good. Rub she's it just in. good. Rub it in. No, I'm not. It's just I don't even rub it in because I'm blown away. But like, it cracks me up that they have to like you know. I need to justify my the reason why my daughter or my son isn't doing that. They just did that at the park the other day. My one and a, my she'll be two in July. She's doing things and climbing up stuff. Even I'm like, well, you can climb that. Okay. Parents like, how old is she? I'm like, oh, I don't know, 17, 18 months. She'll be two in July. And they're like, he or she's like 16. Like, yeah, yeah. Those few months, that's when it happens. Like they'll she'll they'll ca- she'll catch up to you. And I'm like, like, you don't have to do that. This makes it weird. Yeah. Like I don't want to do that. Like don't make it weird. We're like now nah, I gotta judge your kid and then it's a whole weird. Oh, so now <laughs> Kevin has a. Park voice too. He's <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, the guy can't have multiple talents, Joel. You gotta, listen, you gotta criticize. The this way was he all my way of saying I'm about to Lavar Le- Ball it. Yeah, we coming. The Washington girls, we coming. Hey, look, there's too many helicopter parents out there that if you can humble them early on and let them know, oh, my kid just started doing that, and your kid's not as good as her. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you gotta, and, you gotta humble some people. And, and each and, and if you have multiple kids, each kid is good at other things. Because one thing. <laughs> Each kid has their strengths. Let's just put it that way. You're like, you know, what in the world, girl? You don't get that. But then the other one is better at that, and so you enjoy it. Parenthood is a, is a, whoo, that's a real thing, brother. Yeah, give and take. That's yeah. a real thing. They tell you about it, and you know it's hard none until you have kids. Let me tell you, I could, you've just done like 12 hours of radio, which is incredible, by the way. <laughs> by the way, the fact that you have a voice is remarkable. But that comes from all that working out at 1 a.m. <laughs> it's not... Because man, I tell you, if I did, I, I got to go do TV later on. But <laughs> the last little bit of my show, man, thank you for watching. Yeah, but when you come from weekend overnights, like I worked weekend overnights, and sometimes you would do daylight savings, so your four-hour show solo would turn into five. I never and, thought about and that. it. Ain't like you're gonna get wow. guests. You're not getting any guests that are gonna come on at that time. So you just got to let it fly. And you can't go to the calls because they've had an extra hour to drink. So <laughs> everybody's going to get thrown off the air. So you have to learn how to – so on my home, when I go into a show, I think, all right, five hours, middle of the night, daylight savings, everybody's hammered, no guest, go. And then everything else is easy. So this is easy. It's so you're fun. a tunnel. You're like a you're a tunnel vision. I'm locked in kind of guy, aren't you? Locked in. Yeah, I can tell. That's a good thing. Yeah, when he's at the gym, he's got the hat down I'm, low. You know what? I bet you on. I know. I bet yeah. you I know this because there's right. there's only two people in life. It's like eight mile, Joel. There's two. Doom, 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 doom. You oh, mom spaghetti. There's <laughs> yeah. two people in life. I figured this out uh, a couple of months ago. I met my buddy. I was like, yo, man. He came up to the job. I was like, cool. Let's go grab a bite. And we, he drove separately. And we pulled into the, the the area, a bunch of restaurants and all that. There's two people in life. Where are you? Are you? And I think I have a feeling based off what I'm hearing from you. 
Do you immediately just park? Like, hey, there's, you know, first parking spot. It could be far. I don't care. I'm not in the mood to fight traffic and fight trying to find a spot. I'm just taking this first one. Get in there. Let's go. Or you would drive around, loop around. I'm going to find no. me a spot. I You're know. the first? First one. I knew it. Yeah. So there's something about you're organized, aren't you? Yeah, for the most part. Yep. Yeah. You like plans, don't you? Like, yeah. Like, and it made see, it a little easier. There are personality traits. No, I'm serious. Like, so my buddy, he did that. Immediately turns in, boom, find a spot way out there. Doesn't care. Just, I don't feel like doing Me, I'm boom, boom, music on boom, boom. <laughs> Excuse me. You, you leave? Oh, you stay? Okay, you just parked? Okay, good. I'm going to find a spot. And what I learned, so we're laughing, we get in there, I said, I say, man, there's two people in life, folks who immediately park or folks who are going to drive around. And then this has been my best friend since we were like 14. So then I started to think about it. I was like, there's something to this. Like all of our personality things that are different. You know, he is, he needs to plan it out. Hey, we're going to the Lions 49ers game and all the way in September, I'm going to get a room. now. Why are you getting a room? What, brother, it's it's April. He's that. He's or yeah. Hey, you want to go? Tell me now. If we're gonna, and I'm more like, hey, man, we, we'll figure it out, you know? And so- there's personality traits. I'm starting to know. That's why I knew you would park immediately. Yeah, so I park immediately, but I also, I'm the type of person where I will stay up. I don't like waking up to a mess. So, like, I won't plan a vacation out too far in advance because it'll just, like, I got other things going on. I just, I don't even want to think about it that far. But, like, my wife and I will have this back and forth to where I'll tell her, like, hey, you know, I'll stay up and do the dishes. No, 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 we'll just get them in the morning. I was like, that doesn't work for me. Like, yeah, I don't I don't want to wake up and realize, okay, it's still there. Like, I don't want it sitting in the back of my mind. Like, I got to wake up and do that. So I will stay. Like, if we have a big family party, like, like she's Mexican. So mm-hmm. her family will come over for a tamale night around the holidays. And it is, uh, I mean, it's just a, a disaster. I mean, it's <laughs> right, fun. Right. But they're making them from scratch. Yeah. There's stuff everywhere. And so I stood, I stayed up and until like four in the morning, ended up cleaning all of this stuff up. And just, you know, because I, I can't wake up. So so who's the more free willing, it'll happen, we'll make sense of it, go with the flow? It's her? Oh, her, 100%. Every yeah. couple has that person. My wife and I are probably closer to each other in that regard than most, but she's by far the more organized together. I don't even know. I just open the door and the boxes of diapers for the girls are already there. I open it. Like yeah. everything's already systematic. Steps, like steps ahead. Yep. Yeah. Steps ahead. I, I go to the school. Hi, I am here because I am supposed, we know you're supposed to fill out the form, fill it out. Here it is. Your wife already called. Oh, okay. Like she's that one. Yeah. And then I'm the more like, Right brain, creative, like that's so. Each couple has that. And I can, yeah, I, I you know. See, Jonas is the perfect host though, because in the hood, ain't nobody leaving to this kitchen clean. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you, now yeah. can't leave. No, the hood, the hood does grow up though. Every now and again, you got the aunt who will grow <laughs> up and she's like, go grab, ahead, grab baby. Y'all get home safe. I'll take care of it. You know, auntie, you sure go ahead, baby. You know, everybody, you're right. Everybody going to put, hey, 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 grab a, grab a hefty bag. Start putting that trash up. Start putting some trash up around there. Yeah, that, but you, I think that, but that's a sign of when you made it, when you start like, no, no, I got it. It's cool. That's when you're like, oh, they have made it. Yeah. They have arrived. They let us leave. They got the good Tupperware to go. Like, we don't have a, a, a paper plate that's going to de- oh, disintegrate yeah. it, by the time we get home. That's that's the other one. Uh, my wife's family, I don't know if they invented this, but I, I don't know why they still think this works. To where me, like, uh, you know, listen, you you grab a plate, you put the plastic wrap over the top so nothing falls off. They double then plate. They double plate it. One yeah. over the top, one over the bottom. Yeah. It's like it's not a plate cheeseburger. Like, stuff's falling out of the middle. I'm be, yeah. I'm thinking that's this a PLC. 
that's a people of color thing. Okay. We, yeah. <laughs> I Joe, double played very Yeah, we big. double played. I, yeah. I do it very well, too. Here's yeah. here's why. Aluminum foil, we that's like gold. And like, so we use it a lot, but like, what are you, let me see what you're using it on. We, we get real judgmental about, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you could have double played it. Remember when Ding Dongs used to be in aluminum foil back in the day? I don't know. Ding, Ding Dongs, used to, and, the, and they always looked better because they were in aluminum foil. Sorry, that just you, off the top when, of my you head. You had to have stopped eating those like twenty years. Oh yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Because you don't even look. You haven't even looked at a carb in twenty years. Not let alone ate one. You haven't looked at a carb. I had a Cadbury cream egg yesterday. And you that? felt horrible about it, didn't oh, you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. What are my life decisions? What J- am I doing? Jog two miles. And, Meanwhile, uh, I'm literally in the bed, quote unquote, early. Won't even tell you what time I went to bed, getting ready to do this show with a Twix, a Snickers, and a Three Musketeer. I'm like, I'm like, mm, real quick, little midnight snack. Okay, so so tell, so you were saying the aluminum foil that was gold. Yeah, you can't just it, get crazy with the aluminum foil. Like it's it's a weird thing, but like barbecue gets aluminum foil. Am I right, Joe? Like the big tin of uh, a barbecue. That's right. We got aluminum foil. It's I don't know what that is. A weird thing. Let me when I get back to the black delegation, we have our meeting. <laughs> like I'm gonna figure out what that is. <laughs> Like we need, cause listen, my people, we do, we do have to have some meetings about some things. Like, all right, that's yeah, right. Gotta, Don't come in here with brand new Tupperware. Oh, it's not. You're not. It's not good. It's you're gonna be. It's gonna come up missing. Oh, that's how it works. Yeah, you can't. If you took someone's like glass, like what is that even? Is it even Tupperware? Just glassware? Yeah, it's like. Is that there like, has been family that haven't spoken to each other twenty years because somebody took the glass Tupperware. Is, the that, glassware. Like, is that like the catalytic converter of uh, there you go of dishware? There you don't get caught yeah. slipping. Yeah, don't get caught sudden, slipping. Somebody's got a somebody's got a, a saw underneath your car and they're uh, doing you don't some get work. Caught, that you bring you bring the pan that's looked like it's been through it. But here's the other thing: we want that because like the spirits are in that pan. Like the ancestors have put the seasoning in that pan <laughs> that has looks like it's been through hell. The one, Joe, the one you pick up and the handle starts twirling, that's the best one. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's the best one. Yeah, Don't we, get me started on that. Yeah. I have stereotype. I, I know whoever makes the barbecue. See, I don't want you to make You're too healthy looking. I'll get yeah, you his, his, his sauce ain't going to be. Somebody who makes the oh, barbecue. It's judgmental, Joe. Somebody who makes the barbecue has to be a bit overweight for me. Big okay. elbows. Big elbows. Got the little. Like Zion Williams is going to tear the game like, up barbecue game in 20 years. And 30 years, not now, he's still in great shape. He's a world-class athlete. But 30 years, Booger McFarland looking, Zion, barbecue's going to be Let's get after it. Uh, and that uh, concludes our pre the NBA playoffs here on the Dan Patrick Show. He is Kelvin Washington. I'm Jonas Knox in for Dan Patrick and the guys. Coming up next, though, we could have ourselves – Something, a plan in the NFL, somebody who had an opportunity to do something great and it completely backfired. We'll get into that for you. That's next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Dan Patrick Show, Kelvin Washington, Jonas Knox in for Dan Patrick and the guys. Coming up in, we'll call it a little over 15 minutes from now, we are going to have ourselves a discussion about a move that was made in sports that was heavily criticized. A lot of people not a big fan of it, but it has. it is going to impact you moving forward, and that is you listening to this here moving forward. So we'll have that discussion with you here again a little over 15 minutes from now here on the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, we were talking about the overwhelming odds and the change of the odds where you've got Bryce Young, who's now projected to be the number one overall pick of the Carolina Panthers, uh, sitting at number one and I kind of feel bad for the Houston Texans and here's why. So they already had their issues with Deshaun Watson. Obviously he signed a contract extension there uh, even after, despite what many people would say, even after, uh, well, they got rid of his best receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, but he still signed the contract extension after DeAndre was traded. So he gets the contract extension about a year in or less than a year in. He decides he doesn't want any part of the Houston Texans anymore. And whether or not that was because he knew that there was some stuff coming up around uh, the corner that he had to deal with and thought, "Ah, I better get out of here and just complain about the organization and move on. So you had the Houston Texans who had an opportunity to go ahead and get the number one pick, land Bryce Young, instead Davis Mills and Lovey Smith, and the team goes out and they win a game that they didn't need to win. They lose out on that. The Bears end up with the number one pick and Houston sitting there too. And then Carolina makes a trade and it looked like, 
you know what? We were going to end up with the guy we probably were going to take number one in Bryce Young, and he was just going to fall on our lap at number two, and we were going to end up living happily ever after. And all the idea of us missing out on that because we won a meaningless game, it was going to work out because Carolina was projected to take C.J. Stroud because all the odds shifted. And now because of this test, this intelligence test that Bryce Young did, because he's so smart and everybody loves the guy so damn much, as we talked about earlier, now Houston's going to end up not getting the quarterback they wanted and so that loss the final week of the season looms even larger now that they're going to end up taking cj stroud who everybody likes a lot i mean he's still going to be the number two overall pick but it's not the guy they would have landed and would have coveted had they just lost that final game of the season that's a tanking situation yeah that did not go well it didn't go well and and i think the the football gods and the you know culture setting and all of that tells you not to tank and look if you're a player it's always harder for the player to tank, especially like we often talk about like that's what we do in sports, right? We're going to talk about the stars. We're going to talk about the big players. But there's a lot of players on especially the NFL, dude. You got 53 dudes. We're outside of maybe 10 of them, and that might be giving some teams some. I'm not a star, and I don't even know if my, my next year I'm going to be in this league. Yeah. I got to compete. Yeah. I need tape. My agent has to be like, yo, did you see what this kid that yep. did? And so the idea of just tanking for a – I never know. How many uh, – let's say I am going to remain on this team and we tank. And then we go get Joe Blow, whoever it may be, and all of a sudden he's aight. He's not that great. And now we're out here tanking. We're not winning. We're not playing well. Maybe I didn't get certain accolades because we find out towards the end of the season. What do guys want to do? Yep. If I play a certain amount of games, I get a bonus. If I get an extra interception, I get an extra tackle or a sack, or if I get an extra two rushing yards. Uh, we just talked about the NBA equation. Mikael Bridges, I want to keep my playing streak alive. So he literally played four seconds, fouled someone, and got out of the game. Right? Guys are conscious of this stuff. So – the idea of tanking is easier for us fans because logically it makes it if you win, what is one more game, right? If you win, I mean, if you lose, and we can get this draft. Well, kid, I don't know if I'm going to be here next year. I don't know if that draft pick is going to be good. I don't know anything. All I know is I need to ball out, especially in football. Nothing's guaranteed. They release players like crazy. Guys get hurt like crazy. Man, you, I'm about to play and play to the best of my ability. And let me tell you something. Davis Mills and his four-foot neck don't care <laughs> at all about what quarterbacks coming out of the draft and who's going to be the number one prospect. He's not going to help them find a guy to take his job. He's out there trying to win games, and he's trying, to your point, put good film out that teams around the league can look at and go, all right, played well here, played well. Like, the idea that guys are just – that's why when people throw out the tanking, like the Dallas Mavericks – that feels like there was some tanking going on. And that's why, you know, the league looked into it and, and there's going to be further discussions because Dallas sat a bunch of guys and they had a top 10 protection in the draft because of some deals that they made. That felt like there was some blatant tanking there. I just don't think that that happens in the NFL. And maybe I'm naive, but I don't think from ground level, the players and the coaches Maybe ownership might not put them in the best position to succeed, but there's a big difference between that and tanking, and I just don't see players going out and wanting to willingly tank just so an or- they can help an organization that would cut ties with them in a heartbeat exactly, if, exactly. if it, it was better for the organization. Well, I think there's I think there's like a few different ways of looking at it. I think there's tanked, as in kind of the Mavericks tanked, meaning we didn't tank all season, but this last game or two, we tanked. Yeah. Then there's like tanking, what the Houston Rockets would be doing, where it's like, and this would be the football equation is, 
it's not that the guys aren't playing hard. It's just me, the general manager, and the coaches. We just have the talent that is so bad that even when they're playing hard, they ain't going to win. Right. And that's the best way to tank is where they are competing. They are playing hard. We are giving it our all for 17 games. But when you just have a third string, normally would be a third string quarterback starting, when I have cornerbacks that barely would be in the league, have a running back no one's ever heard. You know what I mean? You yeah. can create a system or a situation where we're just a bad team, and that's how you can get away with tanking because you can look at the league, you can look at your face, hey, we're not tanking. Look, we're just we're out there competing. We're just trying to make things happen. We're just not winning. That's how you do it. When you have talented players and you sit them out, whether it be what the Mavericks did or if you're an NFL team, uh, all of a sudden your quarterback, who's pretty good, isn't playing because uh, he has an unknown injury or a family right. concern, You know, then it's like, all right, they're tanking. When your wide receiver all of a sudden has a, a pinky toe that hurts, when you know good and well if this was a game, if we win this, we go to the postseason, you know, he'd be out there. Yeah. Now we're tanking. Uh, but I think a lot of teams have, have – mastered the way to do it we're just horrible you know like look, we're just bad we, just we actually are just not good like and so we're taking by just not being good for the next year or two till we get that fill in the blank Bryce Young Andrew Luck Joe Burrow whoever the guy may be that they believe uh is is the guy yeah from a player standpoint I, I think it I think it's hard to do from a coach standpoint man the NFL is so cutthroat now it's crazy where look if in in any business i don't care like you listening right now whatever you do for work if if you you know drive an uber if you uh, do construction if you uh, if you're a bartender if you if you work at a gym like whatever it is that you do you're a barista i don't care what it is if i told you in your profession a fourth of you are going to be looking for work every single year you would say what like that's a, like uh, why would i want any part of that well, that's like being an NFL coach. Yeah. Like almost a fourth of coaches are canned every year. So the idea that those guys are going to go out there and say, you know what, for the betterment of the organization, we plan on doing this. How the hell do I know I'm going to be here for a year? How many teams have turned and burned coaches all the time? And it doesn't matter, Jonas, if you even win. We've seen go, you know, be 12 and obviously four previously, but now I'll say 12 and five and fire the next year. Like, it doesn't matter. In all of sports, we've seen guys be coach of the year the year previously and be fired that offseason. Like, it's crazy how that works to your point. So, which also makes me feel like, what, where was the belief system then if you're the general manager or the owner, right? You bring in this guy to coach this team. You knew the team wasn't great, right? That's why you made some decisions. We need a new quarterback. We need a new coach. We need a new thing. And what were the expectations, like, how is this not a system? But this is why the Steelers have been, you can obviously, the last couple of seasons have been great, but why they've been a winning organization, why they have sustained success. They've had, what, three coaches in the last 50 Since years? Since the 1960s. 60s. That's crazy. Yeah. But because they say, look, whether it's Cow or whether it's, it's Tomlin, all right, that wasn't a great year, which they always are, for the most part, at least solid. But I'm riding with my guy. The ups, the downs, the ebbs, the flows, like – this is my guy. I'm going to give him the tools. I believe in him. We're going to make this thing work. And it's always disappointing to me when you see teams just give up on a guy after a year or two. Like, I can understand. It doesn't make sense. If you know you're bad, you know you've been run badly, very poorly, allow this person to cook, allow this person to build things, build chemistry, build a flow, build a system. A year, a year and a half, two years, what am I doing? Jim Caldwell, you're lying. Yep. I've mentioned this, and I just said a lot of times tongue-in-cheek. But seriously, the Lions had been 
mediocre, probably at best for a, and that might be a, a giving them a, a big time some love. They were bad to yeah for most of my entire life. Caldwell gets there. You've got a quarterback that's very talented, maybe not a Hall of Famer, maybe depending on how the trajectory goes. You have an insane, arguably top three, four wide receiver of all time in Calvin Johnson. You have Fairley and Dominican Sue and all these guys, Darius Slay. You have a great defense at that time. And you're playing well. And they're a picked up flag away from the playing the Dallas Cowboys hey, uh, from going to the next round. And you let that guy go for an unproven? That's, Matt Patricia? I'm so glad you bring that up. And and Cowboy fans and, and the fanboys of Dallas still complain and, and they, you know, cry about the catch, Des Bryant catch in Lambeau yeah. Field. And you go, hey man, do you remember the, the week before? Like when when the Lions got jobbed in that game? Because you guys probably should have won that game. Multiple Detroit times. probably should have won that times, game yeah. at Dallas and got screwed. But still, Cowboy fans only cry about of what, you know the Des Bryant catch in, at Lambeau Field. Oh, for sure. You know, so, you know, selective memory for sure. Uh, but I, but I, I use that as a, an example with the Caldwell is just – Look, you're building something. You've yeah. got a culture. One of the things the Lions were terrible, and Joel, you were, they were always really bad at um, like defensive laps and also just penalties. Just, you know, not discipline. And I was there. I was working in radio. A lot of them do, man, I'm trying to hit the club tonight. They were trying to get out of there, hang out. They were, trust me, that 2000, mid 2000 run, I could, before I could tell you what I saw. And they were tearing them clubs down. I was working as a, a glorified street team in radio at the clubs, putting the banners up. And you finally got a system in and a guy that's building things and there's discipline and the guys are playing at, you know, the best that they can. And you let that rant guy go for some random one. And that's what teams do. I'm like, let somebody build. Let somebody cook. Yeah, it's weird, man. Uh, sport, listen, but, uh, you know, if, you, if you're going to tank, just get better at it. You know, that's all we're saying. Just figure out a way figure to, out a way to do it. it a little or just, bit more. Yeah, just say we're not tanking and wink. Yeah, it is uh, the Dan Patrick Show. We are brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earn doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com forward slash match. He's Calvin Washington. I'm Jonas Knox. And up next here, there is a scenario playing out in the world of sports that's going to change the way you view and are entertained by a live sporting event movie. Moving forward, we'll tell you what that is next here on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. 
like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Dan Patrick Show here, Fox Sports Radio. He's Kelvin Washington. I'm Jonas Knox. Thanks for hanging out with us here on a Tuesday. You know, before we close up shop here, I thought that we would discuss something that would be near and dear to your heart here, Kelvin Washington, Mr. TV star, and not just game show TV star. (laughs) All right. Yeah, obviously you do. uh, Now, how how often are you doing uh, Dodger post games? Uh, Uh, Yeah, I do about, it it all depends on the season, but about 15, 20 games. I'll get to do some, uh, mostly in studio, and then I'll go out there and do some sideline. Uh, Shout out to the whole crew there. Everybody at Spectrum Building, Spectrum News 1 is where I am daily. Then you got the Dodgers, Sports in LA, and Spectrum Sports with the Lakers. So it's pretty good, uh, good opportunity. That's always a good time, man. Hanging yeah. out with them, talking shop, and uh, being out at the games is cool too. Obviously, you get to you know feel the passion, see the folks, and all the good stuff. So it's 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 fun. Great cash, homie. I mean, especially yeah. Oh, come on, yeah, you know, please. Listen, man, I'm an ordinary African student. To quote <laughs> Eddie Murphy from Coming to America. Uh, so you must be a big fan of this pitch clock, though, that Major League Baseball is implemented. Because I gotta, I gotta, I gotta figure that anybody doing a post game show covering baseball is looking around, going, "Where the hell has this been the last 10, 15 years?" Let me tell you who loves the pitch clock. Nobody loves the pitch clock more than former players who are analysts who are oh, up there. Yeah. They can't wait to get out of there. If you've ever done and you do a show with ex athletes, let me tell you who don't who yeah, wants whoever to talk those about. Guys are. Let me tell you who wants to talk about sports less than anybody. Ex athletes, they're like, "What's the? Come on, let's get on a body here." <laughs> think about think about Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, Ernie. Let me tell you something. He's sitting up there. Every day, he was the whole half the shows about him. To, We're off at one o'clock, Chuck. They're trying to get him off there. So now with this pitch clock, you're speeding it up. We can get out of here where the game's averaging like two hours and 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes versus three hours. Man, get me out of here. Yeah, this pitch clock has been great. Now, if you're Shohei Otani, who's the greatest thing ever, he's setting records as the first person to uh, get hit with the pitch clock as a pitcher and then the pitch clock as a hitter. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, he is, 
I can't even imagine how much money that guy's going to get on on the open market. I can't even imagine. Literally, what, like what, Chase Bank is just going to be like, "Here, you own it. It's yeah, yours. whatever you want. Like, it's yours. We'll give you ownership stake. Yeah. Like maybe, uh, maybe that's what the plan is. But you know, there is with the pitch clock, and these games are being cut down by more than twenty minutes. There is some people that are impacted. It's the people that like to, uh, you know, a little bit of the liver lube. Yeah, you know, like to uh, like to get after it and throw back a couple of cold ones. And apparently, the old deal where they would stop serving beer after the seven seventh inning uh, apparently there's now a push in some places to do it uh into the eighth inning is that correct lead lap so we're looking at the eighth inning now is when they're doing last call major league baseball games to make up for that lost revenue yes they I are mean, looking to extend that clock because that's the most important thing i was just gonna say all right so let's just continue to increase folks drunk drive right. now listen i don't know if a matter of a, let's say an inning is you know 15 25 minutes i don't know if it's you know, they've been going at it all night. I don't know if it's making that big of a difference, Bruce Leroy. But, um, <laughs> you know, the fact of the matter is, it, you know, I was uh, I was listening to some, I don't remember what, I was driving one day talk, listening, and they were talking about it. And it wasn't even from a sports station. It was like a news because they were looking at it from the economic, to your point, standpoint. And they were saying, yes, fans are excited, shorter games, and obviously players are, Ooh, yeah, shorter. But they said, you know who the losers, they had on someone who was a concession worker to, all, to the point oh, of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. He said... I'm losing out yep. because the games are faster, so you're not eating that extra box of popcorn, the candy, the Cracker Jack, the hot dog, whatever. Not let alone just alcohol, but just, you know, you're, you're there. Like, I'll get another hot dog. I'll get another popcorn. I'll get another nacho. He's like, I'm losing because you would have bought that nacho. You would have gave me $1, $2, $3, whatever. Yeah. You tip. So with that person, so with that person. And they're losing. I was like, wow, I never thought about that. We think about, obviously, the, not that you're making all your decisions based on the concession workers, but it's like, man, it's amazing how in life decisions affect a multitude of people. Well, it's 20 minutes of a game, like in person. And that 20 minutes, uh, like depending on where you are, yeah, that could be, you know, popcorn. That could be a couple of drinks. That could be yeah. whatever, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, that 20 minutes impacts, and especially – in baseball, where they're coming to you in your seats, like there's something about being at a baseball game. That's true. And, and we were talking about, you know, the prices to go into games now and all that stuff. But there is still something about being at a baseball game where you're sitting there and you can get some Cracker Jacks or you can get, you know, a thing of popcorn or you can get a beer in some ballparks, places like that. And now 20 minutes of that is gone. And that's going to add up at the end of the season. That's going to be hundreds and hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars that those concession workers aren't getting now because they've, you know, Know, wanted to speed up the game for the TV product. Well, bars might win. I'm a Tigers fan. I didn't know baseball went nine innings. Oh, come, <laughs> come, on, come on, Joel. Man. Now, don't listen. The Tigers have been in the World Series a couple, few times over the last 10, 15 years. Don't do them like that. Yeah, come on. Don't do them. And look how, but yet you rocking hardcore rocking Alliance hat. Oh, ain't gave you time. nothing. Ran Barry Sanders out of sports. Big time. And you over here with the Tigers. Listen, the Tigers, tigers. if you want to get paid, Play for the Tigers, then go somewhere and get paid. Yeah. Joel's Mr. Detroit. He's got an Eric Kramer tattoo. I'm in Greek town by the ninth inning. <laughs> yeah. Eric Kramer. You got an Eric Kramer tattoo, tattoo Joel. <laughs> I love Eric Kramer. <laughs> I did too. Scott uh, Mitchell. Yeah. No, uh, the, the bars are winning for sure, right? Because now it's like, shoot, after the game, you're like, man, you know, you want to go hang out a little bit longer, no, a little bit, go yeah, to the I bar was, maybe? I was going to get something to eat. Now yeah. I'll just go across we'll the street. Go to the bar. And let's get just, let's to eat. just hang out. Uh, but I, I, one thing, I, listen, I said this earlier with we were talking about the, the play in. You know, giving credit to baseball, who's usually slow to adjust, slow to adapt, slow to try things. And by the way, remember, trying doesn't mean it's going to work. But they're 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 trying things. They're trying to you know whether this is going to get a, a younger audience or not. But they're at least trying to, yeah. to find different ways to continue to beautify to perfect the game. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, 
You know, it's so, it, I'll give you an example of being late to something. How many people had to die? Literally, I'm not even being joking. There's not a single joke in this. Before baseball finally decided to extend the netting. You yeah. know how many people died? I mean, literally died before they were like, you know what we should do? It should have been a no-brainer. Yeah, and, and guess how many people have complained about it? No one. Because you don't even, you're there, you don't even think it. You can see right through it. It's the same thing. I, you pay top dollar to sit behind home plate. There's a net right in front of you. You don't even think yeah. twice. But I've spent thousands or you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars to get these great There's a net there. So why can't we extend it out? And now they've done it, and now folks don't care, and folks are safer. Like, baseball is usually last to, think, to do things. That's why they always celebrate the ghost. And also, if I hear about Mickey Mantle one more time, boy, yeah, <laughs> Joe DiMaggio, <laughs> DiMaggio, old, oh, stop telling me about him. Yeah, and, and also, look, the NFL, they looked at the extra point and said, this is a throwaway play. Yep. Like, we got to do something. They added 13 extra yards, and all of a sudden, kickers started melting down in you front of You pause before eyes. you go get that guacamole. Yeah. Now you're, you're, you're like, this ain't automatic seven now. You're like, hold on, hold on. Well, hey, like, if this is the Cowboys, you're like, is this guy going to miss another one in a row? Exactly. Like, so, yeah, it's completely changed the game. Uh, this was fun, Kate. Yeah, we got to do it again. It, man. Hell yeah. For sure. Fast three hours here on the Dan Patrick Show. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.